Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. To On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're here on the block moving into Teach Tape Tuesday, one of my personal favorite segments because it's a great chance to pick the Husker Hall of Famer, the nine-year NBA vet, Mr. Eric Strickland's brain. Stricky, I have tasked you with coming up with these clips because you and I watch basketball very differently. You know, you haven't having played it. I can have my ideas, but I love this segment because it's not just me, right? I want to get your ideas and pick your brain on this stuff. So you found a play from Instagram, and the first thing that stood out to me was not that it was an NBA play, but it was a zone in the NBA. Right. Not a lot of zone being run in the NBA, right? That's like elementary school, some in high school, and then there's a changeup at the college level. Let's just talk about that first. How often is zone defense used in the NBA, and what's the point of it? Well, it's kind of just a change. It's it's like a shift. It's a change. It's to uh, force them to slow down. Obviously, you have a 24-second clock, so... Guys are used to getting into some form of action, some some form of set. It's to throw you off and to just Mm -hmm. kind of maybe get a possession or two that you're able to snag or grab, uh, forcing them to take a bad shot and or, you know, just a late clock shot. Not necessarily a bad shot, but a a late clock shot or a bad shot. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's really all it is. It's just a change up. It's just just kind of like a – it's like if it's a pitcher – you know what I mean? And your your best pitch is, is fastball or your best pitch is uh, you know, a sinker and you throw a change up in there. Just just something that whoa changes their eye and they're not used to seeing that from you where you know your best <laughs> stuff you're giving them and then all of a sudden you see a change come out and they're like, Wait, what is that? That's all it is. So you talk a lot about how you want to be that tone setter on defense, right? Up in a guy's jersey. What was it like for you when you got the call to go zone? What's that mindset like? Is it the same mindset? Is it different? How does that play, you know, differently between man and zone as an NBA defender? Um, well, the the crazy thing about us is it, we didn't really do it. Mm. It, it, it. It was something that in any of the teams that I played in, it was something that we didn't really do at that time. Uh, rules were different as well. Um, I think a few years into... Um, my career, they finally created the 2.9 rule. Yeah, the defensive um, three-second Yeah, the call, defensive yeah. three-point second. And then they then with Charles Barkley, just the the stuff he used to do in the back down, <laughs> then they changed that, so there right. was a five-second rule. So there was just mm-hmm. a few rule changes. Um, zones was not something of an implementation. You had a zone principle, but okay. it was out of a man. We didn't really do it too much, but... Yeah, it's something that most of the time we just locked up and stocked up, and it, you, you would zone up if you had a mismatch, mm. you know, from that standpoint. What but kind of mismatch? Like, um, 
if if uh, if I if you get switched on to a guy that size wise that was like okay for, say Steve Steve Nash um, gets switched on to um, Michael Jordan you would take a, a zone principle or blitz principle with some form of rotation backside zone action to make sure you cover shooters. Because hmm. if uh, you're going to send two to guard one, you got to have one cover have, two somewhere else. Yeah, right? so that's that's the only way we kind of had a zone principle or an eye on something or if, um, you know, you had those type of mismatches in that in that mm-hmm. sense, right? Like Sean Kemp ends up on, uh, you know, just like, uh, let me think, if Sean Kemp ends up on Michael Red. You know what I mean? Then mm-hmm. we're 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 gonna do something to kind of zone up to make sure that we can cover that, and then we would just have a a, a double principle, whether it came from weak side, strong side, uh, or big from the bottom. So those are all pre-planned. Let's talk about the offense here, because the play you sent me is supposed to focus on the offense. It's super simple. It's ball screen, pass, dribble, pass, layup. Yeah. What goes into uh, I mean, Syracuse at the college level played a lot of zone, but as an offense, what are you? How are you looking to attack a zone differently than attack a man-to-man defense? Well, in 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 that specific play, what what you found is, um, and this is in any type of zone, you you want to attack the seams is what we call mm-hmm. it, right? So in that specific instance, you want to get good ball movement. Once the ball movement happens. Then you want to attack strong into a seam, not at a player. You want to get into the seam, forcing that those two defenders to collapse and then find, you know, whether the openings are. So what you found in that situation, it started off with a three high. Um, it was a screen that came mm-hmm. with a pick and roll action. You have a weak side guard, another guard, uh, another forward in the corner, and you had another uh, shooter or forward in the other corner. Mm-hmm. The screening... Um, uh, big man. So it was a f- basically a four-out screening big man action is what mm-hmm. you had. Quick pass coming off of the screen, right? Mm-hmm. Drive the seam and see in zone, what happens is there's a lot of standing around. There's not a lot of eyeing. And so it's a double dual attack towards the rim, which is going to put pressure on that big man mm-hmm. that got attacked in the seam. Mm-hmm. And then that's where the open is for the dunk. So it's a, it's a great play because it's a dual flood, basically. And then what you had is those corner guys came out of the corner to the wings to create passing angle mm. if the big is, is covered by you know one of the uh, the corner guys dropping in to cover the, the diving mm-hmm. big. So then you would have a, a weak side pass or a, a strong side pass, usually probably on the weak side because the strong side usually gets covered. I should have mentioned this before. I did post the play on my Instagram story um, – so just search my Instagram. It's up there on my story to see it. Uh, the the thing that stands out to me for that, too, is it creates that two-on-one, right? Yeah. Because as a zone defense, you want to be able to guard two players with one guy uh, by being in kind of in between the passing lane, using that length. And that's why I think NBA, you know, obviously the passing is at a different level. The ball handling is at a different level. But you see lower-level players struggle with length in zones yeah. because... There's not the movement there. There's not the action. But the guard that was initially screened in a man-to-man defense, he would normally be either flying down the lane, fighting Mm -hmm. over, or sticking with the big man on the Mm -hmm. roll. But instead, since he's in zone, you see him just trail the play from the three-point line only to the free-throw line because it's his job 
yep. to cover to the cover kickback high. pass. Yep. So then that's an that's an impossible situation. An impossible Even if situation. you're like Rudy Gobert or, or Giannis in that situation, to cover a two-on-one with NBA athletes where both of them can finish, both of them can dunk, that's unwinnable. It is, and that's why it was a good. It's a good zone play. Now I don't know if it was set up that way or it's just part of their principle. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is something good, and it's something that can be used at any level mm-hmm. to attack a, a zone. And that's what's beautiful about that play. It's a double flood with weak side action. You're going to get a good shot out of that play, regardless of where it's going to come from, whether it's a kick out for a three, whether it's even a, a kick back. But that guy mm-hmm. who is um, – um, who the, after the guy that's flooding, you have to have a guy come a long way to get behind the play because you don't mm-hmm. want him to be uh, behind the defender. So he has to either come long or he has to stay just on that that weak elbow corner. I mean, that yeah. weak elbow side of the uh, mm-hmm. three-point line to make sure that shot's going to be good. The two guys in the corners kind of just stand there. They lift a little bit on the drive, but that spacing is important. And that's something you talked about with Nebraska after Creighton and Minnesota was that the spacing wasn't very good. Terrible. Obviously, it's important against man, but against a zone where guys are just guarding areas, the further out you can stretch the floor and stretch those defenders, the better, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's that's what I was talking about. It just it just it was a complete breakdown on spacing that we saw for the Huskers um, until you know just recently. You you definitely can see that there was some tape watching, some things that they were breaking down to understand that that spacing is important. In- Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In order to create good shot opportunities uh, when they're presented. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, it's, it's really important in multiple ways to, as a guard, as you're coming off, you have to understand really what that defensive principle is going to be because it's either going to be a blitz, it's going to be a high show with a through from the, from the guard, it's, it's going to be um, just to contain, or it could be a down action, which means a down action is like they're not letting you come off the screen. So mm-hmm. you're going to get a lot of that sometimes. Depending on what their principle is in, in guarding you, that's when you have to basically, as a as an offensive player, know that maybe this shot's not me. But what I have to do is I have to stretch them out and put pressure on that with an obs- observation of whether or not the big man is going to stay. But when he leaves, then I need to be in attack mode to kind of follow behind him. 
Mm-hmm. That's going to put more strain on the defense where then I can distribute and find guys for open shots. It's just it's just a principle that you have to figure out. So I'm either going to have to stretch them, make him come out to me a long way. Mm-hmm. Then I got weak side action because they're they're strained on the backside. Right. Or I have to attack him as he's a lever to mm-hmm. go back to wherever he, he had vacated. It sounds like knowing those principles is important too because what his own defense will want to do is either force you to just pass the ball back and forth around the perimeter and not get anything going to the rim or get in that kind of in-between, a floater, where a big can contest but still get back to rebound. Yeah. So, yes, you can shoot teams out of a zone, right? You can you know shoot 35 40% from three and beat a zone. But I think that's the trade-off that you know like Syracuse was willing to make back in the day. That their yeah. length would be able to contest enough shots that you would settle for enough of those over the course of the game that they could make it up. So that's where I think the, the first initial screen creating that numbers advantage is good up here for guys because they don't just sit there and settle. I know, you know, coming up and, you know, playing against a lot of zones, it was you pass the ball. Took a long time for anyone to teach me to go screen a zone, create that numbers advantage and not just settle for those long shots and don't push yourself further back. That's exactly it. And that's why it's a tremendously, um, that's a, that's a tremendous, vision of of how to create those mismatches and in, in, in those opportunities, especially at attacking the basket. That's that's that was a really good play. It, it sure was. Let's talk a little bit about Nebraska too while we have a couple minutes here. We are getting set for the shootout with Strick, so get ready to call 402-464-5685. One thing that stood out to me in terms of the scheme for Nebraska that uh Fred Hoyberg mentioned in his postgame press conference was he told Rink Mass not to dribble as soon as he caught the ball. To catch it, uh let a guy run off of him and survey the floor first. It ends up in that nice pass to Tomonaga you mentioned, and then in the second half, one to Williams on a tough finish, Gary for an and one. Six assists on the day for Rink Mast. The patience was there. The spacing seemed better. I mean, you're not going to put up 77 points against the number one defense in the Big Ten if spacing's not better. But how big of an adjustment is just that little thing of not taking that first dribble to give Rink Mast time to survey? It is. It's it's very important, and I, I and I'm not even gonna just stay with rink mass. I think all of them. Mm. I think even on that dribble handoff action, I think there needs to be some counters or some mix up in that dribble handoff action. Here's why: because teams are just switching it. Teams like it would be smart if I'm a team to jump it at times, right? Because take a shot, jump because, into the lane. Yeah, jump. Well, not not in the lane. I'm saying jump the the, the dribble handoff. Oh, gotcha. Which yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of throw because they're they're just kind of free flowing, and you can kind of get set in your mind that this is just how it is. I oh, yeah, mm-hmm. flip it here, you know, run there, go throw it to the next guy, and jump it. But if I'm them, I would create counters in it, meaning. I would have like say I wish I could I wish I could draw this up but so you, so you guys could understand coming soon. All right, so so here's the deal, it's a it's a three a three out two in formation. One guy at the block, one guy at the other block, a wing guard, or even it's a big man. Mm-hmm. However it is, it's a three up two down situation. Okay, you have the dribble handoff. You get the one to kind of just get them going, but as you're going to the next one. You fake it, fake the fake the flip, fake the handoff, turn the corner, send the big man into like a, a sitting like just at the um, um, the uh, restricted area. Mm, yeah, um, he moves up, sits there, turn the corner. That big man's got to make a decision. I'm going downhill to a floater, 
to a drop pass or if they come and take the big man with that weak side defender, mm-hmm. I'm flood corner. I got three. Mm. That, because guess what? They're just, you know, haphazardly just thinking, okay, this is a three person dribble handoff situation. Fake it one time, turn the corner, and then have some counter to that, which keeps them honest. So right. that they can't jump or they can't do something to throw your 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 movement and your action off. Who are the guys you would want to fake? Is that like a Bryce and a Jamarcus and a Casey? Yeah. 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 Okay. And then I, I, I would flood weak side with a Tamanago or with a Hoiberg, mm. weak side corner. Gary, maybe? Uh, Gary could shoot a three corner. Here and there. Yeah, yeah, here and there. But I would I would like Alec in that like restricted area. That restricted area. Mm-hmm. And then, and obviously, weak side, high, maybe masked. Mm-hmm. The other yeah. thing that I think Nebraska could do, tell me if I'm wrong, is cut it. Either two hard steps, like you can go take the handoff and back door, or if you're in that mindset of, okay, this is just how it is, you're kind of free-flowing, two jog steps, boom, sprint back door. Now, you'd probably need to lift the bigs from the block to give yourself space for that or make it more five out, right? Yeah. You you probably need some old Princeton five-out type of action in order to get that off, yeah. Mm. Score 77 points in a win against Michigan State. Probably going to need about that to beat Kansas State. Are you still in that? You said Nebraska last year had to get to that, like, 70 range to feel good. Still. Still, or is it higher with Still this there, because I think their defense, you know, if they continue to just play well in defense, again, for me, that's that 70-point range with defensive stops and winning def- rebounding mm-hmm. battles because if you're giving up extra opportunities that's extra possessions which we all know that extra possessions with second chance opportunities is most likely a bucket right like on the kick out or on the kick out that with the drive mm-hmm. whatever it is you're in scramble mode and that's the that's the case now one of the other things I want to make sure that I see I don't ever want to see KC Tamanaga with zero rebounds <laughs> They just they just can't happen. You everybody needs to be in there, and at minimum, you should be getting three rebounds mm-hmm. a game. Like that's something that you just don't want to see because that's a recipe for ball watching or leak outs, which Nebraska cannot. Ne, let me let me reiterate that Nebraska cannot continue to think that they're a dominant rebounding force. Everybody needs to have a body, a foot. Uh, uh, you know, something in the lane mm-hmm. with some form of help before you run out. Like mm-hmm. if you're in leak out mode, you're 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 doing you're doing Nebraska basketball a disservice because it's going to come back and haunt you. If you're in leak out or you're in ball watch mode, you always should be having somebody or checking somebody and still going and putting the foot in the paint before you get out of that block. Can't run transition without the ball. No sir, no sir. <laughs> Hasn't it's been only done yet. Hurt you. <laughs> yep. He's Eric Strickland. This is Teach Tape Tuesday on 93.7 The Ticket. Cliff, thank you for listening down from Eglin Air Force Base in Florida. I don't know if that's close to Tampa or not. Maybe Rico, uh, you can swing by and say hi to him. Logan on the YouTube stream also says, McCord for Heisman, do not worry. We are getting to Nebraska football. All the headlines, all the conversation. That is hour two of the show. There is a lot to talk about. So many different angles that we need to talk about with Kyle McCord. Uh, with the news from last night about Dylan Riola still considering Nebraska. There's a lot going on in Husker land. Mary uh, Ellen! Hey, Mary Ellen! Hey, guys! Show. What's up? Appreciate y'all. <laughs> 29th and Pine Lake here in Lincoln. Check them out. <laughs> they are not open today. They are open tomorrow through the weekend. Go check them out there. 
But stay tuned here. Shootout with Strick comes your way next. If you want to play, call now 402-464-5685. Strick's in a fighting mood. Champ's back in the building. Take him down next. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.